What is up? Welcome back to the pod squad. I know it's been a week since we've chatted. It was 4th of July. It was the Hamptons. It was all the things. But what would this podcast be if I didn't keep it real and raw with y'all? So I'm going to get you up to speed on what's been going on in my life and kind of what perspective and insight that's brought in and how that's transpired over the last, I guess, 72 hours of my life. Let's just dig into it. I mean, let's be honest. I said 72 hours, but I really meant a week. So to bring you up to speed, we suffered a massive loss in our family. Scott's father passed away last week, just before 4th of July. I left the Hamptons early, had to come home. We've done the services. We've done all the things. And it was extremely sad. It was a grave loss. And, you know, a lot happened in the last week. It's almost so wild. I I can't even make it up from where we were talking about, you know, the big goals and the dreams and the things. And I also feel like it's not totally completely off topic to kind of piggyback on what we were talking about last week of like the goals and the dreams and our lives and what we want and what we're doing and what's important to us and what we think matters and what we don't think matters. And I find that a loss of life any life brings a lot of perspective into our own lives and really kind of, we really get introspective on like, what is it all about? What does this all mean? You have the moment of like, what the fuck am I doing? And it really makes you weigh out your decisions, maybe how you're presently living, what's important to you, what matters. And so I want to give you a little step-by-step process if you find yourself in a situation like this that has helped me find some solace in the last week since all of this has happened within our family. So first things first, the way I want to relate this is kind of like a seesaw. And if you've ever ridden on a seesaw in your life, which I hope you have at a playground somewhere in the world, you know that it can tip all the way to one side and then it can tip all the way to the other. But if you've ever been on it with somebody, there's this brief moment where you're both kind of suspended in midair. I actually have a really, really a core memory. I was going to say a really, really beautiful memory ingrained in my brain, but now it's trying to say core memory of my friend Kim and I. Uh, She was one of my great friends in LA, still is a great friend of mine. We drove out to Indio. We drove all the way out to Palm Springs. Past Palm Springs is a place called East Jesus, and it's Slab Rock. It's Holy Mountain. And there is basically this giant mountain structure that's all painted way out in the desert in LA. There's slab rock, there's art sculptures. A lot of people who go to Burning Man store their like art exhibits and things out there. Um, It's really a wild place and there is this massive seesaw out there. So as I'm gonna explain like the way I feel about this, there are two different schools of thought when you go through a loss or when you're handling 
a loss like this, there it, it reminded me of this seesaw because there is a point where you get it and, and it and it could be very similar to like the Goldilocks complex or finding that moment of balance or just right. So I feel like oftentimes there's a moment where you're like you you initially feel really upset and it gives you the perspective of like nothing matters and you kind of go to this dark place of like why am I in the job I in? Why do I let my life do this? Why if you kind of play like the why records a lot and not that these are necessarily all negative because sometimes it can bring you to the realization of you saying I really dislike where I am in my life and I want to do something about it so that I can show up differently and live a life full of more joy and a fuller life and that can be great but initially I think you have the thought of like fuck it all I don't even know what I'm doing nothing really matters like all that really matters in those moments so you're like okay what does really matter to me my family my friends the people I love it usually comes down to love family friends faith like really big pillars in people's lives. I know my life, but you kind of have this like screw it all moment. So the reason I use the seesaw comment is because I kind of think when you find the perfect balance of like the fuck it all, like the screw it all, like to hell with everything. And the like, I'm so grateful for my life. I'm going to try to live it out better. I'm going to show up more. Maybe I'm going to like find better. I'm going to get better about my faith. I'm going to get better about finding joy. I'm going to get better about really living large and doing things that excite me and doing those things that empower me or pour me, pour back into me. I know for many people, it makes you really analyze what you're doing in your work life. And is there any balance and are you doing things that fill you back up? And I mean, it really is like a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, but I do find it so interesting that it takes such a grave loss for us to really have a moment of like, holy crap. It, Cause it stops you in your tracks, almost comparable to what COVID did to a lot of people in the sense of like, it is so life altering. It is so jarring losing someone and it puts things in perspective so quickly and it makes everything seem so it's like crystallized it's so crystal clear in that moment because it's just like nothing else all like the chatter and the noise and all the what like all like the extra like extra crap kind of just falls away and you get really tunnel vision on like again what matters what's important to me. And that's why I use the seesaw analogy because if you go too far down that, like then you're like the hell with it all complex, that can be not good. But if you use it in the sense of like, I want to dig into more. This has not been serving me. It hasn't been serving me for a while. I'm going to change. This is going to make me actually change because it made me stop in my tracks and it gave me a moment to be like, wait a minute, this is no longer working for me. And... What is kind of sad, I think the most sad is that it takes loss for us to realize that or to do a really serious inventory and self-check of how we're living our lives. Are we living them to the fullest? Are we showing up as the best version of ourselves? Are we taking things for granted? Are we counting our blessings? Are we 
shining light on all that we have and the things we're grateful for and all the blessings that we have in the moment? Or are we just kind of always chasing that next thing? Is there a level of contentment? And I know this is tough because we talk about a lot of that D1 spirit on this podcast and going after it and getting your goals and your dreams. And I believe in all of that, but I also believe, again, you have to be in love with your life. You really do. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be times where your job is your job and it's not going to be the best. And that's all part of it. And there's going to be tough times like teaching in the tent in the winter and all that crazy shit that happened. But really, truly, if you're not genuinely happy and you can't find those moments of just joy and excitement and and contentment. I think the word contentment gets a really bad rep because we're so into this like go get it mentality all the time. But I mean contentment in the sense of just like being happy with what you have, being grateful, feeling love, supported, having a community around, like all the amazing things we talk about in this life. And I think it's really, it really, I think that's the saddest part for me when it comes to any kind of loss is like, Why does it take this to happen for us to do that inventory on our lives? Like, why aren't we doing this type of inventory on our lives more regularly and bringing in more joy and calling up more people, putting ourselves out there more, making ourselves really stretch and live? I also think these things tend to remind us that our time here is finite. And although we don't like to talk about it and our brain kind of we know it, but it doesn't let us think about it a lot. In these moments, you're like, damn. You know, I've made the joke before, and I think my dad has said it to me. I probably stole it from him. It's like, he says you get 80 years if you're lucky. Actually, he says you get 80 summers if you're lucky. And like 30 of, like 20-something of them, you're living under your parents' roof. And, you know, he like breaks it down to like, maybe you have 30 to 40 summers where you're really in it and like, active and alive and lively and available and like whatever healthy what a like health having your health that kind of stuff um so I guess biggest takeaway for today is just that life is not a dress rehearsal and I say that in class so much but I really mean it because it takes times like this for us to really be like damn I got to get out there and I got to live this life to the fullest and be happy and enjoy myself because at the end of the day, like again, you get one shot. We get one beautiful, amazing lap around the track that we call life. And so if there's something that's really not making you feel good or working for you or you want to change something or you don't want to do the job you're doing anymore there's a million other jobs out there and I promise you'll find a different one but like you owe it to yourself to truly try to find happiness and be in awe and wonderment of your life and look back and say like damn like I really I lived man I lived and so that's kind of my message for you today I hope that you feel somewhat inspired to look at your own life and see where you could create more joy and excitement and pep and pizzazz and really spice things up and stay curious and intrigued and start a new hobby or do that thing you say you're always going to do. I can't tell you how many times people tell me they're going to start a podcast and I'm like, I'm literally recording this in my car right now, in my car, on my iPhone. Like, you can do it if you put your mind to it. I promise you. There, Where there's a will, there's a way. And you owe it to yourself to live your very best life. 
she was fired up in her car. You know, sometimes I'm driving around or I'm stuck in traffic and I just start spitting fire and I start recording on my phone. So like I said, if it is in your heart and your dream to start a podcast, you have literally, you have it in the palm of your hand. It is literally, the power is in the palm of your hand. And I like to say, don't put it off till tomorrow because tomorrow is just another word for never going to happen. I seriously hope you got some golden nuggets out of this and maybe the kick in the pants you needed to get out there and make shit happen for yourself. Maybe there's been something on your goal list or something you've been conjuring up in your brain. Write it down. Power happens when you put the pen to the paper and you hold yourself accountable. Those dreams that swirl around in your brain become tangible when you write them down. I swear it's crazy how it happens. If this podcast hit for you, please share it with a friend. That is the biggest form of flattery there is out there. Sharing it with another friend who might need to hear the words today. And if you are a listener of the podcast and you've been hanging out for a while, it would mean everything to me if you left a five-star review and you could leave a comment of what the podcast meant to you. If there's a certain episode that was like, just like clicked for you, all of that stuff just means so much and helps the podcast in every way, shape and form. And in the meantime, if you need anything, you know where to find me at Mads Tads, M-A-D-D-Z-T-A-D-D-Z on Instagram. It always goes down in the DM. Until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.